0: Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action247.com, and if you want action, get in on the action with Action247. This Wednesday with 12 NBA games on deck, it's time to parlay. Put 50 bucks on an NBA parlay plus 500 odds or greater, and you'll get an extra 15 if your parlay hits. Friday with the conference tournaments in full swing, it's time for a college basketball parlay. Put 50 dollars on a college basketball parlay plus 500 odds or greater, and get a $15 free bet if it doesn't hit. As always, you can use code DADS100. They will match up to 50% of your first deposit, up to $800. So that means if you deposit $800, you get an extra $400 by using code DADS100 at Action247.com. Today's show is also sponsored by Orca Coors. And you know what season it is right now? It's dad season. And it is dad season year round. Because if you use code dad season, you'll get 20% off your whole order at Orca Coolers. That is the collegiate coolers they have right now, the tumblers, all the other great coolers they have, all the other awesome tumblers they have. They have a whiskey barrel tumbler, they come out with seasonal tumblers. You never know what they're going to have. Lots of cool stuff over at orcacoolers.com. Be the envy of dads everywhere with their roto molded coolers and awesome awesome, awesome products. So go ahead and use code DADSEASON. You'll save 20%. Tell them we sent you. Last but not least, today's show is sponsored by distilleryproducts.com. If you are a store, a distillery, a bourbon group, or maybe you're a podcast like us, go ahead and go to distilleryproducts.com. They have wholesale pricing, some of the best in the whole entire biz, and you can get laser etched glassware at those wholesale prices they also have awesome swag they've partnered with mirrors so there's some cool tumblers and things that you could put your logo on go see the crew see carson see Janie, vicky the whole family over at DistilleryProducts.com.
1: have we talked about Whataburgers burgers coming to tennessee
0: is it bad that i forget if we have or not
1: no because if you don't tell me i'm being repetitious then i obviously didn't delete it from my List of things that I keep in my phone of tidbits to harass John with.
0: Why would you harass me on Whataburger? Like, when do I not harass you? But I don't think there's anything I'm I'm not known for like being a Whataburger patron. The only time I've ever really had Whataburger was my old company had an office in Houston, and they're very big in Texas. But there was also an In and Out Burger. You know, when I went to Austin. If I was in Austin, I was going to in and out over Whataburger.
1: I mean, I just think it's fair to say if you and I are conversing on the fly, it could easily be perceived as harassment most days.
0: Yeah. I find the funnier thing on like Tuesday, cat out of the bag, I'm going to break down the third wall. There were a lot of people that were pissed at you for saying that Fat Tuesday was every Tuesday for me. And I posted that on Instagram. Admittedly, is that something Zeke Baker would say to me? 100%. Did Zeke Baker say that to me that night? No, he did not. Did I come up with it and text Zeke and say, I'm going to post this on Instagram? And he did not object? Yes. (laughs) hello hello everyone my name is john edwards with me as always is zeke baker the man and together we make dad's drinking bourbon <laughs> i did get him to spit up his drink thank you wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us part of your day hello the man
1: i've already explained this once it, i blame this on zuckerberg
0: no i i blame this on the fact that our friend eric smith posted on instagram the other day he's like that is something the man would do And you just commented on it today, even though he posted it days ago. So it made me laugh.
1: You know, it's like gifts. It's the thought that counts.
0: So what is it that you wanted to say about Whataburger?
1: I was going to say, I don't think it's very good. I mean, like the fact like Tennessee was all excited about it and there was, you know, hour waits and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I mean, I've had it a handful of times maybe, but it didn't blow my socks off. I sure shit wouldn't wait for hours for it. It's just a fast food burger joint. Like, come on, people.
0: Well, let's be completely honest, right? In and Out Burger, we're throwing that out because we can't get it everywhere. And everybody knows In and Out is really, really good. I'd put Shake Shack with that. No, better than a fast food place is all I'm saying. Know, and I'm saying no. You don't like Shake Shack?
1: No, you have to wait even longer for the same quality food, maybe smaller, and pay more. You get after in every angle.
0: I'm just saying I think Wendy's has the best sandwiches. You don't like their son of baconator? The it's look on Zeke's face thing,
1: like right? The baconator's breakfast or they have both?
0: No, it's a lunch thing too and dinner and supper.
1: I mean, I, I'm never going to complain about bacon. That that's kind of a I guess an asterisk we'll throw out there.
0: I look at the calories of the Baconator. I could never do it. Every once in a while, I could do a son of I mean, I don't eat a lot of fast food, but I would say Wendy's has the best sandwich. McDonald's has the best fries.
1: I don't know what McDonald's you and some friends of ours are going to because you always defend them as having the best fries. And my kids love fries. I'm happy to get them fast food fries. Whenever McDonald's is where we go, they S-U-C-K. Really? Awful. And they even almost remind me of like um, Steak and Shake. You know, they have those little like shoestring things. Oh, yeah. They remind me of those because they're thinner than most fast food places. Fries, but they're harder. There's not even like salt on them. It's like, we're going to serve you fries, but try to attempt to make them not the worst thing known to man. So we're not going to salt them really. And we're just going to make them hard and not really enjoyable. So they like defer you from eating them as an attempt to like, you know, we're trying to help out America's youth. I guess. Checkers and rallies is where I'm going for fries.
0: Checkers and rallies, they are the same place. Did you know that?
1: I did, but I didn't want to say one and have somebody comment later. Well, you know, that's the same as rallies.
0: It's the same thing as like Hardee's and Carl's Jr. So, depending on where you are in the country, if you are north of the Mason Dixon line, it's rally. If you're south of the Mason Dixon line, it's checkers.
1: I like their seasoned fries pretty well. That or uh, Arby's curly fries is where I'd go fast food. Burger, I'm not really sure if any of them are great other than In N Out. Like it just is really damn good. I think otherwise, um, I don't know that place we have local here. What are they called? Um, they're in like Central Park looking uh, like kiosk things. Fat Mo's. That's it. It's actually a really damn good burger. Have you ever eaten there? Fat Mo's is awesome. But no, I think if it was. In terms of like fast food burgers, I would almost just say like find something local. Everyone has a local place in their town. Like where I grew up was called the Burger Shack. As far as a fast food burger, it was inevitably better than anything that was chain or whatnot, you know? Yeah. That's about all I got to say about that, though.
0: All right, Forrest. Let's move (laughs) on. I feel like our banter was like a solid four out of ten tonight. So we have to pick it up for the show because that was kind of weak. I mean, we tried, we we were very ADD, had a few different places. Well,
1: maybe folks, you know, sound off at some point in the, you know, the the Facebook group or on Instagram with where they're from and their favorite burger joints are local. And should we hit the road one day, we know where to go.
0: Maybe we should do that. We should get like a map. We could do an app. Maybe that's how we make money because we don't make money from a podcast. Anybody who thinks we make money, we are not in this for money. This is not a money-making
1: venture for us. I mean, I figure if we can travel the country and eat burgers for a month, it wouldn't be great in certain ways, but it'd be fun.
0: It would be a whole lot of fun. Let's move on. Blind Barrel sent us something. This is right up our alley. They sent this to us. They have these kits. They're quarterly. The next time to sign up for one so you can sign up for the next kit until friday after friday you're gonna to have to wait till the next quarter so this is coming to an end real soon for quarter one He gave us a little note. He said, first, thank you for taking the time to experience and review the Blind Barrel's tasting experience. Blind tastings are all about discovery, education, and removing brand bias. However, our model is a focus on craft whiskey and supporting smaller distillers that are making some amazing, innovative, and delicious products. The last 18 months, some close friends and I have created a blind whiskey tasting subscription that would remove some of the bias relating to cost, brand, etc., but also focus on the craft whiskey industry. Not everyone is making amazing stuff, but the ones that do are rock stars in just their area because distribution often keeps them from getting on store shelves and getting a wider reach. Our process in deciding the lineups is as objective as possible. We reach out to distilleries doing exciting things in the industry and chat with them about our model. Sometimes they are whiskey producers whose product we have enjoyed in the past. Sometimes we have just heard great things about them. Sometimes it's a place we have never heard of before. When we receive samples from distilleries, we test our own preconceptions and taste them blind ourselves. We shut our eyes to bias. We avoid any assumptions we might have about the liquid. And we select those that pass our rigorous standards. So with each box, we aim for diversity in Mashville and proof level and only the best in American craft whiskey. We hope you enjoy these offerings. So this is from Bobby DeMars. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Blind Barrels, for sending us this kit. What I will say about this kit is I like it because this is very similar to one of those episodes where listeners send us a blind this is right up our alley. There are four whiskeys here. What I like about this, and we need to figure out how to do this with our show, is they have a QR code. And with that QR code, you go to a website. It tells you what the answers are. I have not gone to this website yet. I just read the material and see that there's a QR code that when it's time to go to it, I can go
1: there. So you expect random listeners to send us in a blind and then have a qr code that links to the answers
0: no i think there would be a fun way that we would have to develop a ui where they could input it like so if you sent us a blind we could send them a link and they could input what the blind answers are and then we could go there during the show and then open it up
1: you let me know when you you get that kind of free time um and also let me know how big the the piles of dog dung in the backyard get because you're not going to be able to pick them up while you're uh, using your free time for this
0: i am in it so let's go through this blind zeke so we got four they are labeled a b c and d which is how i like to do it you like one two three and four although you did kind of when you use letters you would make weird things like you would have acronyms like caps or something Hmm. used to do weird stuff when we would do blinds
1: oh i mean depending on the level of add at the time (laughs) Who knows what might
0: happen? Like you put Babs one time, and I'm like, you can't have two Bs.
1: Lowercase and uppercase.
0: We're going to go through this. We're going to give our notes on these. We're going to sip them. I've been talking a little bit, so Zeke has had time to kind of go ahead of me. And then while he gives me his answers, I will then give mine. We'll talk about these one by one. Do you want to reveal it as we go, Zeke? Or do you want to wait until we get to the end and then reveal it?
1: I mean, we both know I'm not very tech savvy but i will assume once you click that qr code it doesn't show them one at a time and you have to like click to see the next one or there's a way to do it progressively
0: it shows one at a time oh really would you like to do that we normally don't get to do that
1: yeah i think if it does that that's easier for listeners i just you know was trying to save face from you uh you know sneaking a peek
0: So I'm showing it to Zeke through this, and obviously y'all can't see it, but there is a click to reveal sample A, click to reveal sample B. I am not going to click these until things are done. So I promise you, Zeke, I will stay in the spirit of the show. Let's go through what did you get for A?
1: A I thought was youthful on entry, but didn't really have I guess like a strong, what we've called in the past, a a sawmill component, so to speak. But definitely younger and on kind of the grainy corners, corny side of things. Uh, I thought it had a decent proof, was not offensive in any way, had a a pretty decent creaminess to it and a slight singe at the tail end.
0: I just thought like she's crafty to this one. That song, what was it? Was that Beastie Boys song?
1: I mean, if you have to ask
0: but it's crafty, grainy, young, and possibly in smaller barrels. I'm not sure. There's just something about it. Like it doesn't taste all the way cooked, just grain, a lot of corn. And I feel like there's still part of it that's raw. Other stuff you mentioned, like the creaminess and and all that. I, I mean, I know this is supposed to play to craft whiskey, but this one just had a little bit of rawness to me it was definitely i mean if you're talking about like grain to bottle this one is definitely one of those ones that i'm sure markets itself as grain to bottle
1: i mean as far as a daily drinker category i think you and i both probably try not to split things in the sense of big boys versus craft because that's just, just more confusing and more pain in the ass but overall i think as far as that daily drinker sense i could see this falling there it wasn't offensive in any way.
0: It's probably the lowest proof. Just feels like a low, low proof. I feel like it's in the 80s somewhere, and I feel like it's probably, if we're in for a ride, this is probably the easiest one to hold on to.
1: You didn't name one of your dogs that.
0: I don't think this is a rye whiskey. I, I I
1: don't either. I'm just saying, you're in for a ride. ha. Ha, ha. <coughs>
0: you know we're having a shitty show where you try to pun ride with rye
1: hey if you can't make fun of yourself who can you make fun of
0: i'm just saying i apologize to all of you i thought this was gonna be like i was in a good mood coming into this i'm like this is gonna be a killer show I'm and i'm in I've, a great mood I, I i am too i feel like we're swinging and missing
1: though how uh, maybe it's not i don't know let's talk to our editor
0: yeah We can't always hit home runs. Sometimes it's doubles and triples, y'all. All (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right. Inversely, I would say when I make extremely dry and not humorous humor, that's like, okay, everything's peeled back.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sample A, black button distilling, four grain straight bourbon, 84 proof, two years old. We've reviewed this before on the show, 60% corn, 20% wheat. 9% 9% rye, 11% malted barley, 100% New York State grown.
1: You said black button? I don't remember that. But yeah, I'll we've done an episode on them. You mean uh, to tell
0: me this bourbon's made in New York City? But I mean, shit, a two-year wheater? Oh, it's a two-year four grain, but yeah.
1: Oh, sorry. What was the wheat percent?
0: 20%. That's
1: pretty good.
0: After looking at that a little bit more, it still has that youth and the uncooked I mean, I think there's aspects of it that if this did sit in a barrel a little bit longer, it would definitely be rounded out. I would love to see where this Mashville and where this distillery ends up long-term.
1: What was the proof again? 84. I could tell it wasn't you know strong, but it's interesting enough.
0: What did you get for sample B? Number B. Number B.
1: I definitely thought it was stronger. To me, this one had a lot of subtle hints that scream to me smaller barrel just from stuff we've had in the past from various distilleries. There's just things that go into play there. It had a rye kick to it toward the back for me. And then kind of finished with this light composty type twang thing that I get. And I've literally only got that from smaller barrels. That's kind of where I went with that. And as far as diversity and notes, I really couldn't pick out a ton. I hate to be vague, but I've tried this thing three times and that's about all I can write down.
0: So I'm with you. Definitely the smaller barrel feel. I kind of got like a more muted version of number A. So where number A had more flavor and yes, like it was young and yes, it was grainy, but like the corn really came through and there. There was that creaminess, like there were aspects of that black button. I think were very pronounced and yes, it is full of flavor. You might not always love every flavor in it, but it's full of flavor. B was more muted. And I wondered if that was like a more aged and refined thing, but it really, I think is just a little bit more muted. Like it doesn't have the personality that A has.
1: I agree that it's it's muted in flavor, but it punches at least early on to me, kind of, you know, starches or dries out the tongue a fair amount. It doesn't it doesn't hold that as it transitions through, but the first time you sip, it's kind of like, you know, like it, it just kind of puckers you a little bit.
0: Well, the barley more hits mid to front palate and then goes up to the roof of your mouth. Instead of kind of getting the back palate, the finish hits early.
1: I mean, maybe that's what it is. And-
0: All right, Zeke, you ready for the reveal? Sure. Sample B. Kings County Distillery, straight bourbon whiskey, 90 proof, 45% ABV. It's two years old, 80% New York organic corn, 20% English golden promise malt. There is no mention Hmm. of anything else.
1: I know Kings County sells in smaller bottles sometimes, but I don't know about their barrel size.
0: I don't know either. What did you get for sample C?
1: C, and I'm really going to nip this thing again. Wow. You give your notes because I felt like I was kind of lacking to a degree, but similarly to B, I struggled to kind of get a lot of direction or any kind of specific notes, unfortunately. I thought it was pungent, but then I wrote down in what way, and I have yet to answer that question to myself. At times, it seemed like really cooked oak or, or something there with the wood of the barrel and the way it interacted with the grains. I wrote down and tasted like a burnt burger because we've all been there and uh, maybe had an extra pour or two and forgot to go check the grill on time. And, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You ain't going to waste food, right? Man's got to (laughs) eat. Or
0: if you say so.
1: Edwards, we all know you're going to eat, son. And then the last note that I have is that it was really drying and it really made my mind wonder if this was non-oak in a different type of wood or finished or, you know, something along those lines, just because of the, how dry it was and the the flavors, even for a young craft whiskey and, or even if it's in a small barrel, normally just to seem to come off differently when it's, you know, new charred oak. So that kind of really threw me for a twist.
0: A hundred percent. If this is not wine finished, I will be surprised. I absolutely think this is wine finished. I get a lot of fruit on it. You're right about the drying, but you know, the back of it is super, super, super dry.
1: I'll defer to you because we know I don't drink much wine.
0: I don't drink much either anymore,
1: but it's not very dark. So white wine, I guess. I mean, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I mean, the fruit to it makes me think red wine. You ready for this reveal? I don't think there's anything else we could say about this one.
1: Yeah, I just tasted it again, and I I can't add a ton other than confirming what I didn't know and wrote down the first two times.
0: So this one is Middle West Spirits OYO Oloroso finished wheat whiskey double cask collection. It's 102 proof, five years, 95% red winter wheat, 5% barley. I can see, I mean, yeah, you know, it's finished, but it does taste a little bit more mature than the other ones as far as things getting cooked. I just think the finish on this is a little hot and uh, dry.
1: I think that's really early to try and finish something, especially a wheat mash that takes longer than any other mash bourbon whiskey wise to mature develop etc
0: what do you get for d?
1: d um i'm not sure if it was cumulative effects <laughs> i have revisited this a couple of times and i don't think it was as my kids would say um not from drinking whiskey but in the kid terminology i would say d was an ouchie.
0: d i think had a lot of malt to it that's just kind of what The feeling I got was, I don't know how old it is, but there's a funkiness to D. I believe D is a rye. If I was a betting man, I would bet that D is a rye. I get that mint and wintergreen on the front of the palate.
1: I get it towards the back, but the front almost reminds me of like malt liquor.
0: Oh yeah, there's definitely like, I'm like thinking in my head, like, is this rye finished in a beer barrel?
1: Like old English or Colt 45?
0: (laughs) You ever do a case race with Steel Reserves?
1: No, but I've played Edward Forty Hands a lot. (laughs) As me and my high school friends would say about this one, uh, man, bleach ain't gonna wash that one off.
0: It's funky. I would just say there hasn't been one that really stood out for me in this group. So sample D is 291 Colorado whiskey, which I think they have put out some awesome stuff. This is a rye proof whiskey, 127 proof, less than two years old. It's 61% rye, 39% corn. So many things that would put this in my wheelhouse. And I believe I've had this one before and I did not get this funkiness to it. I mean, Matt Gore just had me taste a whole bunch of 291 stuff in November, and it did not taste this way to me.
1: I mean, I remember buying 291 years ago. Tark even brought it up, you know, in the chat we're on. They've been around long enough to where a two-year product just kind of seems odd. You know what I mean?
0: Well, it's so perfumey, too.
1: And I can't imagine, even as a smaller distillery, they're, you know, turning and burning through stuff. So that just kind of leads me to the question of, you guys have been around for well more than two making juice well more than two you know like why is there a two-year product on the shelf i don't know that that i don't know that that's the weird thing that uh i guess confuses me more than anything but no i bought a bottle of their rye and their bourbon four years ago man it's a while back
0: and it didn't um, taste like this
1: no um and that whole beer element like we both got it that it is kind of weird like we both picked it up and then like well why is beer in there
0: yeah <laughs> But it leads me to the end of the day. I love the concept of this. I love the QR code. I love the having four samples. I think craft whiskey is tough because there are some of these that I would drink and some of these I wouldn't. And I think you can kind of figure out which one is which for both of us. But I would say that uh, this is an awesome concept. I love the QR code. I love going through it you know, there's got to be one ringer and i know they said their team evaluate it but i just didn't get a ringer out of these four that i'm like this is something that is super good that I'm really going to seek out. The other thing I would say, I mean, and that's Colorado, like 291, it's their bourbon. Like that rye you put in, that doesn't taste like their rye normally does to me. I would go for their bourbon anyway. And they have some exploratory casts. I know they've done over there. There's some interesting stuff at 291.
1: Well, maybe it's what they sent them. I mean, didn't let her say we're kind of subject to when we reach out to people and what they send us.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't pin it on the middle. You know, we kind of. Just like you and I and what we do for our reviews. We can only work with what we got.
0: Yeah, but they said they go through the rigorous testing process and review well, it themselves. So
1: in the terms of craft, I would think A's a Bible craft for me. Depending on the price, I don't know what it is, but I wouldn't be opposed to drinking it. And I would agree with you. I think the concept's great. Also, the packaging, detail to care and shipping, custom bottles with labels. like They hit home runs possibly other than what's in it
0: (laughs) i mean a hundred percent and i think it's going to be one of those things where you need to be a little more discerning maybe as to what actually ends up in the the bottles i know that we had a blind that nobody else had so the people that are posting it you see it on instagram right now we have a different blind than they had I love the concept. I think for it to continue, the hardest part is finding those craft distilleries that actually still make good craft whiskey.
1: Well, and maybe just factor in the bottom shelf some. You and I have done shows on it and have, Lord knows how many posts in bourbon or and other you know, forums have been, what's your favorite from the bottom shelf? Grab you know, one bottom shelf per quarter or, or whatnot. I mean, there's endless opportunities. Bourbon itself, whiskey etc it is obviously growing leaps and bounds so i, I don't think they're going to run out of options anytime soon but yeah i kind of agree with you i think i would put something in there a little more surprising yeah you probably wouldn't have bought this unless you'd had it here but now you at least grab a bottle from time to time
0: but i'd say again there's so much good stuff at 291 and i haven't had this particular whiskey lately but like i've had their rye and i like their rye like this didn't taste like their rye for me i'm very befuddled i would just say like kudos blind barrels for the concept kudos for the concept kudos for the marketing and the presentation and all that stuff i just think the juice has to live up i mean if people are paying a subscription i know showcasing craft is kind of a passion you can't always throw buffalo trace products in there but what i would probably say too is the grouping of how these are together these went in order direct order of 84 proof 90 proof 102 proof at 127 proof so you're basically working up by proof maybe you should have put stuff that was all 110 and over in one one that was 90 to 100 in another blind and then have 80 to 90 in its own blind like there has to be some logical ways that you're grouping things together or certain whiskeys are going to overpower the tasting you
1: had on the other ones well i mean most people say If you're going to do a tasting, work your way up. Yeah. who knows what they're sit, what they're working with.
0: No, I get it. I'm just thinking you could group things to get like so everything is different here so if you're trying to figure out which rye you like better well there's only one rye in this whole bunch like i just think you could do kind of categories like maybe you do kind of two flavors one is going to be a box of ascending proofs the other one is going to be a box of ascending proofs but you kind of know like what the overall theme is it could be cask finishes it could be malt it could be barley like you figure out something that Ties these distilleries together and then you put it in.
1: It's a good thing you're not a farmer. Why is that? Harvest your crops when they're ready and when they're good. And that's what you enjoy. You don't bitch about them, you enjoy them. (laughs) I'm just talking
0: about the marketing side of it. I think there's ways that you could put it together that would educate the consumer. Right, because now, right now, there's nothing that, if you were trying to say, what's my favorite rye, if that's something you wanted to figure out, you did not get any close, you eliminated one after this, but you don't get any closer to figuring out what your rye is.
1: I suppose, but that's a whole other set of variables, like, all right, click which box you want with this month's subscription. By the way, we only have this many of each, so if you don't click fast enough, those are gone, and you're stuck with this.
0: I shit you not, I will bet you money this is how blind barrels ends up two three years from now
1: that's fair that, that, that's growing a brand I, i'm not going to disagree i just think especially if they throw it out there on the front end hey we do what we can we hit up the crafts we can we get what we can from them we're providing to you what we can i mean this ain't the grocery where you got fresh
0: they never said what we can as many times as you did they never once in the letter said we do what we can
1: it was implied. <laughs>
0: I don't think it was implied. It was people send us stuff and we reach out to people. There is money exchanging hands. Brands want to be involved in this box. That's how these things
1: work. I understand. I'll just still, for the sake of argument, especially if you're going to lock yourself into the craft space, like we used to say about a buddy of mine in high school. It's all he's working with.
0: (laughs) On that note, thank you, Blind Barrels, for sending us this box you can find them on the instagrams and all sorts of stuff the grams i think it's blind barrels that's just what it is blind barrels there's a picture of a monkey with a top hat you can find us on facebook at dad's drinking bourbon twitter bourbon dads instagram at dad's drinking bourbon please leave us an open honest review just like we leave open honest reviews about the whiskey we drink zeke where else can the folks find us
1: music city u.s of a cheers ciao